peoples of the worldwide federated internet what is good We have two competing ideas, well, actually multiple competing ideas going on in the country right now, but you have one group that seeks to tear everything down, and in the other group, you have multiple ideas, but I think those ideas carry out to the same end, and the other group you have people that want to reform people that want to revisit people that want to restructure and build all those things are beneficial the first group none of what they want to do is beneficial they just want to tear the whole thing apart anarchistic view of how to solve governmental problems. These competing ideas, this is probably one of the few instances where these competing ideas can't really coexist. They can't exist in the same space. One of these ideas are going to have to be stomped out And my prayer is it's the idea that wants to just completely tear apart everything that we have that doesn't yield any fruit that doesn't there. Nothing comes from that. Somebody made a statement about a lot of what's going on, and I think I'm inclined to agree with the statement. What they said was when you look at a lot of these people, when you look at a lot of what's going on. These people have no plan. I'm talking about the anarchists, the Antifa type. These people have no plans outside of tear everything down. When you look into what they believe and what they want to do, there is no, hey, we need to get rid of this and we need to replace this with this. And this is how this, you know, other thing would work. You don't really see that. And I've looked into these organizations and I've looked into their philosophies and ideologies. And it's crazy. This this idea, these ideas are spreading and they're spreading rapidly amongst academia. It's another thing. Have you I don't know if you pay attention like maybe I maybe I pay more attention to things than I should. You know, I sometimes tend to focus on things that might not be of any relevance to anyone else. But I've noticed through history and over time, it always seems that a lot of these crazy ideas that just seem outlandish on its face always gets their start in academia. 
I watched a documentary on YouTube that I, I recommend watching. It was pretty interesting and it was it was on human trafficking. It's called Contraland. Very, very interesting um, documentary to say the least, but they go over. If you watch the documentary, you'll see what they go over. I'm, I'm not going to mention it because I don't, you know, these technocrat overlords who knows what they'll ban a person over. And, and I would like this, this, you know, what I'm saying to be heard. Not that I really care for these technocratic overlords or care what they think, but it is what it is. So in that, in that Contraland documentary, they go over this specific topic of pedophilia and they deal with a, a gentleman from, I want to say, I, I can't remember the exact year, so I'm not even going to try to try to quote it. But the gentleman pretty much pushed the, 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 the topic and the idea of sexuality and young people through academia. Very interesting. And I, I'd heard his name before, didn't know much about him. I, I wish I could remember the, the gentleman's name offhand. I should have taken notes before I started this. But go watch Contraland. It's on YouTube. Interesting. But it's funny how these strange ideas that really don't seem to make sense always spread from academia. So the... The Smithsonian, maybe what, four or five days ago, put out this article on white culture, uh, white supremacy. They put out a chart. They've since rescinded that chart. Um, there's some people who've taken screenshots and I was trying to find the chart in PDF format. I haven't found it yet. I'm sure it's somewhere online. But on this chart, they... They espoused what they say is white or European culture. One of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen in my life, and this was being pushed by the Smithsonian. The Smithsonian is supposed to be the height of research, study and academia in the United States. Several of the things they pushed in this document, one of the things they said is individualism is part of white culture. I found that surprising. Time schedules is part of white culture. They said the nuclear family was part of white culture most ridiculous statements I've ever heard in my entire life. So being on time is, and so think about this and somebody else pointed this out and I, I, I wouldn't have thought about this. Can you, do you understand how racist and this was put out by, I believe it was the, the, uh, the African American museum at the Smithsonian. So this is something they put out. Being on time is white culture, so black people don't know how to be on time. Nuclear family is white culture, so black people don't value family. 
individualism is white culture. So black people don't believe or can't achieve their goals without a help from someone else. So we're handicapped. That sounds racist to me. I don't know. Like I said, somebody else pointed that out. And I thought that that point really, it really made a lot of sense. Like, why would you, this is, this is coming from the height of academia in the United States. This is what they're selling. But as I said, it's, it's funny to me how these two warring ideas and concepts are going on in the country. You have those who want to build, reform, change for the better, and those that just want to tear everything apart. Those are two opposing views. Diametrically opposing views that, like I said, one of those is going to have to be stomped out. And my prayer is that it will be the one that seeks to destroy everything. And as I thought about that, I thought about a verse in the book of John, John 10, 10. Let's get to this. So if you know anything about the book of John, chapter 10, verse 10. So let's let's go. Let's have a little overview of what happened in John, chapter nine. So in John, chapter nine, the Lord Jesus Christ heals a blind man. The blind man comes to him. He was asked, you know, who sinned, the man uh, or his parents, the Lord Jesus Christ explained that no one sinned or this is not the cause of anyone's sin. This is to bring glory to God. So he spits, reach down, gets some some dirt, clay, molds it together, puts it on a man, man's uh, eyes, tells him to go to the pool of Shiloham wash it off. He does that. He comes up, he can see now word gets out. He gets to the Pharisees and they're like, this is not, nah, this is not the man that was blind. This just looks like him. Go get his parents. They go get his parents. He comes back and his parents are like, no, this is our son. Was he born blind? And they're like, yeah, he was born blind. They ask some more questions and the parents tell the Pharisees, why don't you ask him? He's grown. So they begin to question him about who gave him this sight? Um, what happened? And, and a myriad of things. But John chapter nine, definitely interesting, worth going to see. So that just gives you some context for what was going on before these verses that I'm getting ready to read. So in the uh, gospel of John chapter 10, I think I'm going to start at verse one. Let's do that. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them and the sheep follow him 
for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things there were which he spake unto them. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door by me. If any man enter, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So the thing that was a a point of, of contention in chapter nine was the Pharisees were bent out of shape at the fact that the Lord Jesus Christ healed this man on a Sabbath day. So that that's what they were that's that's what they were arguing about the fact that he healed someone he did something good on the sabbath day these dudes were so legalistic they knew their bibles but didn't know their bibles but what i wanted to focus on is in in chapter 10 and verse 10 we see we see something that So when I see verses like this, in my mind, I think of of what's being said literally, right? A thief. We all know what a thief is, right? A thief is not somebody that you want to associate with. It's not somebody you want to be around. It's not someone you would welcome in your house. But he also talks about a shepherd and a good shepherd, right? You think about sheep. The shepherd is protecting the flock. The shepherd is, 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 has a watchful eye over what's going on. The shepherd has his dogs that will, that will ward off, you know, uh, different attacks to the sheep. So the shepherd has the sheep's best interests in mind. He's not looking to destroy his sheep. But in verse 10, he uses the thief to contrast the shepherd and he said but the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy i am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly now you know i always say that any of these solutions that I offer any of my thoughts they're band-aids without Christ right the Lord Jesus Christ is the bread of life you'll find that in John chapter 6 verses 30 or 27 through 35 when uh he was he was explaining about the manna from heaven in the old testament and how that was a picture of of him who is the 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 bread of life to come When I look at any of these organizations, people, 
uh, ideas that only look to tear things down. I side eye those organizations because they're not their purpose is not to help anyone out. You look at a lot of these movements going on right now and they say they say air quotes that they're here to help. They want to help. You don't help me if you tear down my neighborhood. You don't help me if you tear this system completely apart. I want you to understand this. I want everybody who's listening to me. Maybe there are some people out there that might disagree with what I'm saying. I want you to hear me out and hear me clearly. If we tear apart the U.S. government at the seams and rip it all apart and tear it all down. None of us are going to be better off at the end of that. That's not me saying that the U.S. government is perfect. The, the, our government is not perfect. It's an imperfect system run by imperfect men. And no matter what system you put in place, it will always be an imperfect system run by imperfect men before the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. So here's my here's my bandaid. <clears throat> and I'm going to get I'm going to get to the actual the actual fix after the bandaid. The bandaid is we need to completely and utterly disavow Antifa, BLM and any offshoot from any of those organizations because none of them things are helpful. These people are thieves. They're ravenous wolves. All they want to do is still kill and destroy. Who do you think is the father of that ideology? Need I say more? What we need is we need if so. Our government is not perfect. There's things that need to be fixed. So what do we do? We need to get together. We need to decide. We need to decide. Okay, here's the areas where we need change. Let's figure out the proper way to reform these items. Not let's tear the whole thing apart, rip the whole system apart at the seams. That is not the answer. That is not the answer at all. And I will not support nor stand behind any organization that has that as the answer to the uh to the issues at hand that's dangerous and there's a there's a there's a there's a reason a lot of these organizations have that mentality think about this i i was watching something this was maybe mm, 2 weeks ago there was a a satanist group and <laughs> if it, if if this wasn't all you needed to know satanist groups support Antifa and the BLM movement. Need I say anything else? Now that, that doesn't, that doesn't mean that everyone on the other side of that argument is holy and righteous and just and everything they're saying. That's not what I'm saying, but that, that movement is definitely clearly not something that I want to stand behind. The thief cometh not before to kill, to steal, or cometh not before to steal, to kill, and to destroy. 
So we need to get together and we need to figure out how can we fix the things that are broken? How can we build up our country into a better position? But we definitely, this whole destroy everything, rip everything apart, and any politician that supports that idea, in my opinion, needs to be voted out. So that's the Band-Aid. The real solution, and this is where those of us who believe the Bible come in, the Lord Jesus Christ says at the end of that statement, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. If there was ever a time where those of us who believed on the Lord Jesus Christ need to do a few things, it's this time. We need to live right. Right. We need to, as the Bible says, be holy for he is holy. (laughs) That doesn't mean you're better than anybody. That doesn't mean everything you do is right. That doesn't mean everything you say is right. But but our heart and our desire needs to be to be right with God. And we need to be presenting people with the real answer, the gospel. I'm going to read what I was telling you about in the in the gospel of John uh, chapter six, I believe it is. Verses 27 verses 27 through 35. He said, labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for the meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the son of man shall give unto you for him hath God the father sealed. Then said they unto him, what shall we do that we might work the works of God? Jesus answered and said unto them, this is the work of God that ye believe on him whom he hath sent. They said, therefore unto him, what sign showest thou, showest thou then that we may see and believe thee? What dost thou work? Our fathers did eat manna in the desert, as it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said unto them, verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave ye not that bread from heaven, but my father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which cometh from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Then said they unto him, Lord, evermore, give us this bread. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. He that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you that ye also have seen me and believe not. The Lord Jesus Christ is the answer. The Band-Aid, we need to disavow these these organizations that are just seeking to destroy, to tear apart. Really, they're trying to. They're trying to do exactly what what the thief did in in John 10, 10, still kill and to destroy. We already know who's behind that. 
sort of band-aid is we need to disavow these organizations. We need to seek change, true change and reform. And we need to build our country up in a right way. The solution that believers definitely need to be coming with is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. This, look, I do not like what I'm seeing and I do not like the fact that I'm seeing very prominent people support organizations like Antifa and like BLM. And I know I keep mentioning these organizations. This is, look, this is warning time. If you don't think these organizations are a big deal and you think this will blow over and you don't think uh, this doesn't mean anything, you are sadly mistaken. These are organizations that we need to be shouting from the mountaintops warnings about. People need to understand that these organizations are not here to help. They're not going to help anyone, especially the black community. They're not helping anyone, nor are they here to help anyone. And we definitely need to be keen on that. Y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.